Hello there. Welcome to Tech Talk Weekly. I'm Bob from Creation Station. This is our show where we give you two or three fun tech stories of the week, hit you with something interesting from the library system, and get you back on your way, hopefully a little bit smarter and having a little bit more fun. Today, my special guest is Michael Bryant. Thank you, Michael. He is the coordinator for adult programs for community engagement and for the library system overall. How are you doing today, Michael? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much for asking, and thank you for inviting me to your your show. So, what's been going on over there for you guys? What kind of stuff have you been working on lately? What are you getting all prepared for? Uh, well, you know, of course, of course, summer. The summer learning program is our Super Bowl, and so we are um, gearing up for the summer learning program. It's going to run from June 1st through August 14th. Uh, we have some fantastic programs that we're looking to put together. Uh, we're trying to engage, you know, adults, um, children, teens, the, every person in Broward County. We're encouraging to get involved with the summer learning program. So, yeah, so that's yeah. what works out. And that—that that is one of the things that, that whenever I'm talking with people about it, it's like, yeah, it's not just for kids anymore, guys. We've been doing oh, no. this for a number of years, <laughs> where we've got the adults in. Mm -hmm. We're going to do some hopefully really nice adult programs going on. Let's get started on uh, the articles today because this week our theme is electric vehicles. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of the interesting things about this, it, it just seemed like a whole avalanche of news hit this week on uh, electric vehicles and what was going on. The first article here is Cruise and Voyage. Now, you may not know who these companies are if you're out there and you're like, where are these who are they? Um, but if you're in Florida, Voyage has been running autonomous vehicles here in Florida for years. Up in the villages, up in central Florida there, they have um, a whole set fleet of cars that have been going around doing full autonomous driving. No drivers in them, going out driving, doing their things. They're limited to uh, 15 miles an hour right now. Had you ever heard of these people before, Michael? No, I I don't think so. But I, as I was going through the article, um, many of the things were um, familiar. But but I don't know if it was because of um, you know just I've, I've I've looked at some of the things with the electronic uh, electric vehicles. Um, I I saw a um, a recent report um, where it was somewhere out west. I forget what state it was in, where they were testing um, some electric vehicles. Uh, autonomous vehicles to drive yeah, people around. That's and Arizona. Get, get into, okay, yeah, yeah. So, so people would get into it. It was just like an Uber. They had a, like this uh, geographical area where yep. the vehicles could operate. And similar to Uber, you would just order the vehicle. The vehicle comes pick you up and takes you within that geographical area. It had no one in the front seat, and you're in the back seat. And so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really interesting because I think – you know, well, in the before times when everybody was doing mm -hmm. ride sharing with not a problem, uh, those things were coming up pretty straightforward and easy. Nowadays, I'm not so certain that people want to continue doing that. But then an autonomous vehicle means you don't have to worry about the other person in the car with you. So I, mm -hmm. I, I'm kind of back and forth on whether this is how much this is really going to happen given our current circumstances until we actually get past some of these other issues. But these are billion, billions of dollars going into these things. Yeah. And uh, they're fully invested in the idea that by uh, 20, let me see if I can find the date on here again. Well, they're talking 2025, 
-hmm. being a full uh, zero to 35. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Which is really moving up, which brings us to our next story, which is here, uh, Amazon and FedEx and everybody really making the push now for electric vehicles. Mm -hmm. uh, this came out because uh, if you've heard uh, the post office just recently awarded a contract to be able to uh, electrify 10% of the postal fleet. Oh, really? And so all somewhat there's, they narrowed it down to two companies and now one company is going to do the negotiating. And so they're going to try this, but now Amazon's getting into it. DHL is getting into it. UPS FedEx, everybody's doing these local deliveries because it's, it's fast and easy. And you're, you know, exactly how far your car is going to drive every day because you're, your vehicles are bound within a county or however far from a distribution point that you're going to go do these things. Yeah, I, as I was going through that article, I saw that FedEx had um, set a goal to make 100% of their um, fleet vehicles uh, battery powered uh, by 2040. So that was that was interesting. So we see that um, that is definitely coming coming down the um, around the corner. Yeah, and I think that um, you've got the new electric bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, it is. A fantastic experience. I've never ridden a, um, an electric bike um, before. Um, I purchased my bike maybe like with, you know, like four or five weeks ago, something something along those lines. And, and so I, I did a lot of research on it, and um, I saw that it had one that was pedal assist, where as you pedal on the bike, the motor is actually helping you to to pedal. Um, helping you to go a little bit further, and then you also have a throttle similar similar to a motorcycle, and the bike I actually I I end up purchasing has both of those features in the bicycle, and so I can do either or or I can do a combination of the two, and what's fantastic I think you and I were talking about this yeah. is that it allows um, me to ride with other riders. Where if they are, say for example, um, more experienced and they are able to ride a, a further, um, further than I am, well, well now I can kind of equal equal out to them, and so now we can enjoy our riding time together, even though they are a more experienced rider than, than myself. Yeah. and I think that it the thing that hit me with that, one of the reasons I wanted you on the show today because of that, when I was reading these articles, and all of a sudden it, it occurred to me like. Your bike, you know, all the messenger bikes that we think about from buzzing around in the city, you know, we always see them in New York, but they're in San Francisco yeah. and all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. It would make it a lot easier to be a bike messenger now if you got one of those electric bikes. Well, you can well, flip, skit in and out of places. Yeah. 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 I, um, as a matter of fact, when I, before I purchased my bike, I looked at some of those cargo bikes. Um, the cargo bikes are a little bit bigger than, uh, than the bike I purchased. Uh, the, the bike I purchased has the 20-inch wheels. It folds up so I can put it in the trunk of my car. Um, the cargo bikes that I, that I saw, um, they don't fold up. They, they have 20-inch wheels, but they don't fold uh, because they're designed to be a little bit stronger and sturdier, so they don't, they don't want them to fold. But what's fascinating with the, uh, those um, bikes that they had uh, space for two battery compartments, so they have two battery compartments. So you're you're able to go much much further yeah. because part you'll be carrying packages and delivery items and things of that nature, and then also what was cool about it is that um, you can actually put another person on the back. So you you you'll see people riding this cargo bike 
and it's actually two full-grown adults on this bike, but only one person is pedaling because they're using the motor to help um, nice. transport. Nice. Yeah. There is one other story I wanted to touch on that okay. fit the theme for the week. Um, and that was an article that came out on Monday for mileage taxes. This is how we fund our roads, how everything gets funded, at least in the United States. Um, I know we've got some people who, from outside of the United States who look in on this show. Um, but so in the United States, we put in, it's an 18.4 cent tax at the federal level that gets put on every gallon of gas that's purchased yeah. anywhere in the country. And that's used for infrastructure uh -huh. to pay for roads and everything like that. But as we're getting more and more people like me, in my, I've got an electric car. I haven't, I haven't bought gas for my car since 2014. Yeah. So there's been a lot of, you know, I'm at 36. I'm well over probably 60,000 miles in mm -hmm. the course of my life of no gas taxes, mm -hmm. um, no oil changes. The nice thing about having an electric vehicle, no oil yeah. change, no nothing. It's great. Mm -hmm. But so that as companies do this, and I've, people have seen probably uh, GM, Volvo uh, have said they're not even going to make gasoline cars anymore. I mean, in the next four to 10 years, less than half of the vehicles produced will actually be gasoline cars. Mm -hmm. So how and, do you want to pay for roads now, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, it's a bigger conversation. Um, we, we definitely want um, our infrastructure to remain intact. Um, I, I read sometimes in articles about um, some of the concerns with the road, roadways out there as they are. Um, and so definitely we, we want to find a way to, to maintain that and then also trying to strike that balance of how do we, you know, look after the consumer, for example, like yourself, where you can and go and purchase this, this vehicle um, that does not need you know, oil change, um, you can plug it up. It's, it's less expensive to, to, mm -hmm. to charge up your car than to put gasoline in it. And so there, there's a there's a room for conversation around that to see, well, what's the best way for us to continue to fund the infrastructure that needs to be taken care of? Sorry about that, folks. Live radio okay. here. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and the idea also of how do you track those miles? Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, Getting into I, privacy I, issues. Yeah, of, yeah. You know, was, do I trust the government? Do I have to put a tracking device in my vehicle now so that the federal government or the state government knows how many miles mm -hmm. I've driven? Or mm -hmm. is that going to just be reported by the car manufacturer? Because mm -hmm. the manufacturers obviously know exactly how far because they've got the computers in the car right now. Exactly. They know how far the car's gone and everything like that. Am I going to get a tax bill in the mail? What's going to happen with that kind of thing? It's there's just so many variables of figuring this out. Mm -hmm. Do you uh, participate with your uh, insurance company for those little plug-in things? Um, you know, they've got those little devices you plug into your car. You know, you can save money oh. with you know <laughs> this insurance company. You know, by uh, by doing our tracker. No, I haven't. I haven't graduated to that stage yet. No, I haven't. Yeah, no, yet. I, I'm not doing tracking yet on those things for <laughs> myself either. I'm just not into that mode right now. But uh, we'll see how that comes up. 
Well, well, you know, and that's interesting you mentioned that because, you know, you see these are – I'm looking for my phone over there. But uh, as you look at, we, we carry these tracking devices in our pocket right now, these, these cell phones. And so I think it's, you know, you'll, you'll see that natural progression where they will move the, the tracking. I mean, you, you already have the GPS and cars um, to be able to, to monitor that movement. So it, it's coming. It, it's going oh, to happen. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we've got some really interesting ways of going about with our privacy. Um, I wanted to show uh, as one of the things, uh, you know, we always show a cool library function as we're talking about these things here. And uh, Who Killed the Electric Car is one of the books that's out there and available yeah. for you. Uh, it's an older one. Uh, I'm sorry, it's a DVD. Um, and it's a nice little idea about what the beginning of electric vehicles were like in the United States and then killed uh -huh. um, and that. So it was an interesting thing. Yeah, uh, that was one of the, one of the, one of the, um, the first documentaries I, I saw about the electric cars. And um, it, it was it was informative, but at the same time, it was sad at the same time. Oh, yeah. No, it was, it was just a horrible thing. I, I've i been following electric vehicles for a long time. I, I, the EV1 that they talk about there, mm -hmm. uh, Broward County used to have electric pickup trucks, Ford pickup trucks back in the uh, early, late 90s, early 2000s. Mm -hmm. We had a whole fleet of them around the county, and they wouldn't let me have one. Uh, <laughs> and even the dealership would only lease them to the county. You wouldn't even yeah. lease them to regular people. I was like, oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why I gravitated to the Leaf right away. Yeah. So, tell us what 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 do you have coming up soon? You you said said summer learning there, Sir Michael. But what do you got coming up uh, in the near future? Well, one of the things that we we've, we've been working on, um, you know, earlier this year, and now we're implementing during the month of March is to celebrate the the wonderful um, women that we have in our 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 country, uh, in our history, um, through our International Women's Day program slash. Um, Women's History Month. So we've been doing a series of programs throughout the month, month of March to celebrate um, the contribution that women have made to our society and our history. Yeah, there you go. I see, um, I see the magazine. And, and in particular, I have a program that I'm collaborating with uh, one of my coworkers, um, and we are doing a um, a Choose to Challenge Your Career program this Saturday at 1 o'clock. Um, people can go to the Broward County Library calendar of events, and they can see the program on um, that's occurring on Saturday. They can go right now, and they can register for that program. But it's Choose to Challenge Your Career. Uh, we'll have um, business owners um, who have started their career, who are running a, um, a successful business right now, and they are going to talk about those processes, the hurdles they had to overcome. They're going to answer questions, and I think it's going to be an informative event. Um, and, and and on top of that, Bob, it's not men can come as well. You know, we we're celebrating oh, yeah? the, the women's contribution to um, to business this Saturday at one. But we want to also invite the men out as well. Of course, that's what we do out here. It's been a really good time. Thank you so much for being here, Sir Michael. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me. And everybody, if you have any questions or comments, you can always, or story ideas, email them to us at creationstation at broward.org. 
And or if you have your favorite librarian or favorite library that you want me to feature one of these weeks, let me know. Thank you all very much. We'll see you next week. Thank you.